The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to One Sharp Lesson Stadium Sports Betting Podcast. Across from me is the Professor Nate Jacobson. I'm Ben Wittenstein, and we've got all of your NFL divisional round picks for this weekend. You can follow us on Twitter at Stadium Bets, where you can see the videos of our shining and bright faces giving out all of your divisional round picks. But Nate, it is coming down to the final eight teams in the NFL. The lines are getting tight. Totals not moving to super. It's exciting. Yeah, seven games left in the NFL season. Well, I guess eight if you count the Pro Bowl, and yes. there is a line for the Pro, the Pro Bowl. Bowl. So eight play, eight games left, seven that really matter. Four of them will be this weekend. Uh, we broke down these games on Wednesdays, our early preview, early line move stuff, and now time for our bets in each of the games. I'm going to have a couple or just kind of things to monitor. I think something we learned from last week was if you waited till game day, if you liked a certain side – uh, there was no problem with waiting, especially if you like some of the favorites. It seemed like the underdogs took a lot of money and the favorites came through. Uh, so I think there's some opportunities where I'm going to be waiting till Sunday on some of these sides and see kind of how the betting market and the betters have their say because I'm not afraid to go against what some of the betters like and what the public likes, especially because last week uh, a lot of favorites got there even with some late money on the underdogs. Yeah, so let's just get into these picks. We talked all about how to process some of these games. If you want to go back to the episode that we did on Wednesday, feel free to do so. We just kind of preview every single one of the games, talk about how we're leaning, talk about what we're looking for, things like that in terms of line movement and who's playing and who's not. So we have a little bit more information heading into the weekend because the games are tomorrow on Saturday. So let's go with Bengals at the Titans, Nate. Let's start with that one. That is the first game that we will see on Saturday. The line is Titans minus three and a half. The total is 47 and a half. Yeah, Derrick Henry, the the Titans bell cow, who was injured in week eight, is returning from a foot injury. A big a big addition for the Titans, not just in the running game for Tennessee because he's such a good player, wears down defenses. But it also opens up the passing game for Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, and maybe if Julio Jones has some juice left for the playoffs that he's kind of been saving up for one last run, I guess, in Tennessee. And we'll see what happens there. I know the Julio Jones prop over. I've seen a lot of things on Twitter saying that's a a sharp play. So we'll see if you agree with that and then maybe take that. But, yeah, Bengals Titans, a game where I have nothing side in total. I know you like the total in this game. I think I'm going to wait and bet this game live. I can see a scenario where Tennessee gets out to the lead, coming off the bye, getting Henry back, the Bengals having some injuries on defense, specifically defensive tackle Larry Obanjobi. And the Bengals really didn't look good last week, and if we talked about on Wednesday. So for me, not going to bet this game. It's Titans or pass, I guess, if I had to do a pregame. But at three and a half, I don't want to lay it with the Titans. So it's going to be a pass for me. But I do have a prop in this game that we'll talk about at the end of the show that I'm kind of eyeing, especially if I think the game script's going to play out how I expect it to. Yeah, we'll have all our props uh, towards the end of the show. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm going to take the under 
in this one. And I'm going to make it my best bet for the weekend is the under in the Bengals Titans game. 47 and a half. I would love, love, love for it to go up that extra half point. Maybe I can grab it at 48 uh, before the game starts, but we're doing the podcast now. So the number is 47 and a half. So that's what I'm going to grade it at. And I'm going to go under 47 and a half. And I talked a bit about it on Wednesday about how loving Derrick Henry being back because I think this is going to push this game to even more of an under than what I was expecting without Derrick Henry. And we talked about it. I think they're going to probably try to work Henry into the offensive scheming a little bit in the first quarter, maybe into the second quarter. It's going to take some time for him to get back into real game, real speed shape. And I'm, I'm sure the Titans know this, so they may play a little bit more conservative to start this game. So we'll, we'll have to see what that game plan is, but that's kind of my expectation. So even if you want to hit that first half under, I don't think that would be a mistake, but I do like the under for the game, 47 and a half. It's the best bet for me. Sidewise, I don't love the extra hook on the three, so I don't think I can take either the Titans or the Bengals, but I do like the under, and I think I'm going to be making a play on it uh, for this weekend. 49ers-Packers, next game up Saturday night. Packers minus 5.5, the total. Same total as the Titans and the Bengals, actually, at 47.5. And And it's been moving around just a little bit. It's, of course, one of the hottest games for the weekend, betting-wise, because a lot of people who like San Francisco against Dallas, they might be riding San Francisco again on the road against the Packers, and the Packers are always a very... Uh, heavy favorite in terms of uh, betting-wise. So a lot of numbers on the move in this one. And Jimmy G reportedly will play in this one, and it moved the line from six to minus five and a half. Nate, you looking at a side in this one? It seems like you may like one of these teams more than the other. Yep, San Francisco is going to be a best bet for me. It was at plus six earlier. I took a little plus six. It's plus five and a half. We'll grade that. 49ers plus five and a half for a best bet in this game. Because I just got that reassurance, basically, or reassurance, basically, that Jimmy G will play. Not going to be 100%, but I really still like this matchup for the 49ers, specifically their run game against the Packers' run defense. And there are a lot of pros for the Packers. I just want to get out there. So I recognize that the 49ers do have some disadvantages. Uh, Jimmy G's injury, Nick Bosa being a question mark, Fred Warner getting hurt late in the game against the 49ers, he might not be 100%. Also, the Packers could be getting back Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith. They got a boost on the offensive line and David Bakhtiari making his season debut in Week 18. The cold weather, of course, favors the team from Wisconsin against a team from California, and there's a huge rest advantage for the Packers coming off the bye and the 49ers playing their third high-leverage road game in the last 14 days, basically, because they played Week 18 against the Rams. They played last Sunday at the Cowboys, and now this Saturday night game on a short week against the Packers. So all those factors are definitely something on my mind, but that's also built into the number, even at 5.5. The a gap between these two teams should not be this wide, and I'll take the 49ers just because I like the matchup so much for their offense against the Packers' rush defense. So 49ers plus 5.5, best bet. So I do have to ask you this because this is one of the – it wasn't a statistic, but it's just a fact of the schedule for the 49ers. This is going to be their fourth road game in five games, I believe. Uh, is that not something you're too worried about, especially – we're talking about a California team going over to Green Bay. It's going to be cold. It's going to be chilly. Weather is certainly going to play a factor in this one. Uh, and then, of course, you you hear about them being on the road a ton in the past month or so. Do, do how, how do you factor that in? Yeah, that definitely is something to worry about. But at the same time, I still believe that is one of the factors built into the current number when it got up to six. Because the reason it was at plus six was because there was whispers that Jimmy G wasn't going to play or was have that shoulder injury was worse than maybe 
was expected, and the line went up to six. I think there's some six and a half some places in Las Vegas, but now it quickly went down, um, and now we're at five and a half now that it's, he's going to play. And also maybe some Packers injury uncertainty. I mentioned they're getting some players back, but I'm not sure. But, yeah, that's definitely a big a big thing to worry about, fourth road game in the last five weeks. But it's built into the number, so once it's built into the number – uh, and factored in, then it's kind of something that isn't hidden anymore and people know about it. So I do think this line is way too inflated. And because I like the matchup so much, I'm fine with taking the 49ers. And that's also the playoff. So if this was like a regular season game and they were going on this really tough stretch, it'd be a little different. But in a playoff game, it's going to be all out. Uh, the 49ers will be prepared. I know that the players themselves aren't going to be using that excuse of third game and third road game in three weeks as a is a factor, so I think we'll get the 49ers' best effort in a matchup that kind of suits their offense well. If I expect the what I expect their running game to do very well with Eli Mitchell, who I'm probably going to bet a prop on, and then Debo Samuel, who's emerged as a running back, um, just kind of the jack of all trades for the 49ers' offense. Yeah, I think that the, for the prop wise, Eli Mitchell, I think is good. Everyone's going to be hitting the Debo Samuel props, but I don't think it's a wrong decision just because of how important he is to that San Francisco D, uh, offense. And especially yeah. if you think San Francisco is going to be down for a good portion of the game, they're going to be really, really focusing offensively on Debo Samuel to help him come back. I don't think you can really go wrong with the Debo Samuel, but I know his numbers may be a little bit inflated, I'm sure, because everyone's going to be hitting his props, but it, it might not be the wrong guy to hit in terms of props. Yeah, and I, I don't expect the 49ers to be down and be forced feeding. Sure. And if they are down, then my bet's in trouble because I don't count on Jimmy G with the injuries he has to lead a comeback. So my prop bet on this game, which I'll share later, I basically said it's going to be Eli Mitchell over something. But it's basically kind of game script. It's not totally game script dependent because I still believe the 49ers, even if they are down, they're going to want to run the ball because that's their best path offensively in this game with Jimmy G banged up. And just the run game that they have and the scheme they have that has played well against the Packers and this Packers version of Matt LaFleur's Green Bay team in the past, including a playoff game two years ago in the NFC title game where the 49ers ran all over the Packers. All right, let's go to Sunday. Rams at the Buccaneers, first game of the day on Sunday. Buccaneers minus three. Total at 48.5. We've seen this line and go to 2.5 at some points, and it's kind of been flirting with that as of late. It started out as three, went to 2.5 pretty quickly, went back up to three. It stayed at that point for most of the week. Total is at 48.5, and, and I talked about this game on Wednesday night. I talked about plus three for the Rams. I talked about tweeting about it, someone needing to talk me out of it. And I don't know if anyone really successfully succeeded. I, I think that I'm probably going to lean towards Rams plus three in this one. I think they've got everything going for them offensively. Matt Stafford is always going to be that wild card, right? You just don't really know what he's oh, going to yeah. bring. But he seems like he's playing well. It seems like the offense has kind of been rejuvenated with Cam Akers being back. I, I just see a defense as well that's that kind of knows their spots and, and knows their roles. So I'm going to ride with the Rams as an underdog on the road, betting against Tom Brady at home. So when you posted that tweet, my like snap judgment about the game and just kind of the idea of backing the Rams was you're kind of betting on the Rams maybe at their, not their highest point or peak, but you're kind of getting them at maybe the top of the market just because they look so good against the Cardinals. And if the Rams just beat the Cardinals kind of pedestrianly, maybe this line is like three and a half or four. So that was kind of my first thought. And then I also thought maybe the Bucks would have 
some, you know, advantages in terms of well, extra day of rest, not having to travel three time zones for this game like the Rams are going to do. You have Tom Brady at home against Matthew Stafford. Just kind of the idea of that sounded attractive to me. But then looking more into the game and just kind of the, how the Rams defense has been trending, and you couple that with the offensive line injuries for the Bucks, center Ryan Jensen and right tackle Tristan Wirfs, both haven't practiced Wednesday and Thursday as we're taping this on a Wednesday night or Thursday night, pardon me. So that's a little bit concerning for a Sunday game with two offensive linemen aren't uh, in practice, and especially the center, who's probably going to be up against Aaron Donald for a majority of the game, and the Rams have other guys who could rush the passer, and worse is a very good right tackle, the second-year guy out of Iowa. So th- th- I'm a little bit cooled off, I guess, on the Buccaneers. I just thought that maybe there was a chance to buy low or sell high on the Rams team off a win against Arizona, an Arizona's team who I don't think too much of, especially how they played in the last month of the season. So I think what I'm going to do here is check out the Bucks' offensive line injuries because it definitely worries me about how the Rams can get pressure. And I expect Rams money to come in all weekend up until game day on Sunday afternoon. I'm still going to consider the Buccaneers, but I'm going to wait as long as possible and see what happens. And if not, if I don't like where the injury situation is for Tampa or if the line hasn't moved far enough for me to comfortably bet on Tampa Bay, then I'm going to look to bet live see how the Buccaneers' pass protection is holding up, seeing if they can run the ball against a Rams team that defensively they are a little susceptible to the run. Arizona never got a run game established, so that kind of suited the Bucks or the Rams' defense very well. But, yeah, at this point it's either Bucks or nothing, and I wouldn't be afraid to bet this game live just to see kind of how the matchups pan out in the first few series of the game. There's always room. Rams plus three. There's always room. We'll welcome you with open arms well, <laughs> if that's what you choose to do. If you want to bet the Rams, I think I think that's the smart move at this point. I think if you like the Rams, I would bet plus three as soon as possible. Because yep. I can see this line closing. I don't know if it's going to get to like one and a half, but I, I two or two and a half for Tampa is the favorite. 100%. And... That's why I'm kind of thinking if you do like Tampa, definitely wait because last week the Eagles took money against the Buccaneers. But that may have been more of an Eagles thing because people were betting the Eagles on game day seemingly every week this season. But I wouldn't be surprised if Rams money comes in Sunday morning, especially if there's some negative stuff about the Buccaneers offensive line situation with Jensen and Wirfs. Yeah, there's already a couple minus two and a halfs floating around there in the ether. Yeah. So scoop up that three while you can. Now, Nate, a game where we probably will not see any threes is the Bills at the Chiefs, where that line is Chiefs minus two. Seen some two and a halfs, seen some one and a halfs. Yeah. Haven't seen a three yet because I would have bet my life savings on the Bills plus three if it got <laughs> that high. Uh, that total is at 53 and a half. It's come down yeah. too, uh, from like 55, 55 and a half that we saw yeah. earlier on in the week and kind of the open line. But listen, I honestly, and this is talking with people in the office. This is with talking people who I bet with. No one knows how to handicap this game. And, and I think you could realistically make an argument. For either side, um, and even the total, too. Now that it's down to 53.5, I think you could make a case for the over. But it's going to stay around two, two and a half. Don't think we're getting any threes. Uh, what, what, what lean are you initially going with? Because I'm on the Bills initially, and I could be talked out of it, but I like the Bills at plus two, plus two and a half for sure. 
Yeah, and I'm with you there. We can make both sides, uh, a side for each side, I guess, or an argument for each side. Yeah. I guess I would lean Chiefs, so a little opposite on you in that way. But I do agree with you. You said you can make a, an argument for the over. I know you made an argument for the over on our show earlier this week, and I was a little surprised it dropped just because I don't see how these defenses are going to get many stops in these games. It just seems like the offenses are – primed for huge games just based on how this matchup has kind of gone the last two games uh, that they played in the AFC title game last year and then week six this year. So I'm a little surprised there is money on the under, and I would consider definitely betting over now that we're down at 53.5 for this game. Uh, But for the Chiefs side, I guess the argument here is the Bills playing their A game last week against the Patriots And it's kind of similar to the Rams, two teams going on the road who just came off probably their best games of the season. They're going to be popular sides this week. The Bills are going to be extremely popular. We've already seen it. As you said, it's down to plus one and a half in some spots. So now there's another opportunity to bet on Patrick Mahomes, an elite quarterback, Andy Reid, a great coach, and the Chiefs in general, just a great team at under a field goal at home in a playoff game with really strong home field advantage. And I really think this might be the game where the Bills miss shut down cornerback Tredavious White, who got hurt on Thanksgiving night. There really hasn't been an offense that has had the ability to kind of test the Bills. Others in the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers had a very good showing against the Bills in December offensively, at least early on. Um, It kind of made the secondary look vulnerable without White. I can see the Chiefs doing the same. I'll talk about that in the prop section, how I'm going to play that. But for me, I'm going to wait, see around 525 Central Time, where I can get a good Chiefs money line. If it's like minus 120 or something, I'll be really hard-pressed not to take the Chiefs at that number. But we'll see kind of where that goes. But I can see the Rams taking a lot of money on Sunday afternoon. And then as we get to Sunday night or Sunday evening in Kansas City, the Bills taking a lot of money, and I'll – Go against the betting public again and try to try to get the Chiefs at the cheap money line as I can. Yeah, I am very, very tempted to make first half over in this game a best bet. But the number is at 27. I would love for it to go to 26 and a half, 26 maybe. So I'm not going to make it a best bet, but I'm going to be looking to bet the first half over in this game if it goes to 26 and a half. Honestly, even probably the first quarter over is something I like. It's a ten and a half right now. I can see both these teams scoring a touchdown in the first quarter. So I, I'm going to be betting certainly that first half over and the first quarter over is something I'm going to be looking at. I can see the first half going by, offensive explosion. Second half comes, defenses tighten up a little bit, and we get a slower pace of play. So I'm going to be hesitant to bet that full game over. For now, I'm a lot more heavy on that first half and the first quarter over is definitely something I'm going to be considering, depending on where that number moves. If the number keeps dropping, I'm just going to put more and more units on that first half and first quarter over. I, I, I'm surprised, like you, that it's dropped to 53.5 when I thought 55 was a pretty solid number for the total. Yeah, I did too, especially because the game in week six, I believe it closed 58 and or 56 yeah. or something. I don't know. It was somewhere in the mid-50s. High. It went over. But in that game, the Chiefs had some empty possessions in Bills territory. Uh, same thing with the Bills. Like, there could have definitely been more points for each team. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just I think the over makes a lot of sense in this game. I'm, I guess, a little cautious now or a little, have a little pause because it's been bet down. And maybe there's something 
that I don't know about this matchup or some other weather condition or something. That is the reason why. Um, so let's see where the over goes from there. But I'm sure on game day, um, people yeah. will not be shy to bet the over. So if you do like the over and it's not for a bigger reason that I, that we're missing out on, then I would probably play that right now. Let's talk some props, Nate, some player props for this weekend. You've highlighted a couple players and some spots where I think you're going to be looking at props. So let's start with the Bengals. What do you like? Yeah, so I remember when we did NBA playoff stuff back in, in the summer, we looked for players to bounce back after poor performances. And I think we have a uh, kind of an angle here for the Bengals, and it's T. Higgins over receiving yards. Last week, he was lined in the low 70s. He only had one reception for 10 yards against the Raiders. But that was also a game where the Bengals were playing ahead most of the game. So it was kind of a weird game script that didn't really suit T. Higgins. Now his line is down in the low 60s. I saw a 62 and a half. I can see a game script where the Bengals are down. They want to get Higgins involved. And his number being a little depressed from last week's poor performance uh, can kind of lead him to different routes to going over the total, whether it's the Bengals playing well, they're using Higgins, or trying to play catch-up, they're using Higgins. So I think there's multiple ways this gets home. But Jamar Chase was the guy last week. We've often seen times where they kind of switch off games on who gets the uh, majority of the productions. I know Higgins had a wild game. I think it was against the Ravens in Week 16 where he definitely – if you owned him in fantasy, probably won you your semifinal that week. So I can see Higgins kind of having a good bounce back game at a reasonable number here against the Titans. So T Higgins over receiving yards is where I'm looking player prop wise in Bengals Titans. Cause then you mentioned Eli Mitchell too. And I think this is going to be an interesting prop to hit is you look at the 49ers. And if you expect the 49ers to do well, Eli Mitchell is the guy to look at. Yeah, that's exactly why. So my thing with the 49ers is I, expect him to cover, have a chance to win. That path is going to be through their running game, and he's their featured back. His total is in the mid-70s, so I like anything in the mid-70s over. I like it even more that there will be more emphasis on the running game because of Jimmy G's injuries and that he's banged up in his throwing thumb and now his shoulder. And I look back at kind of a maybe a comparable opponent that the Packers faced recently, and it was the Browns on Christmas Day. The Browns rushed for 8.8 yards per carry against the Packers in a game where the Browns actually trailed for a lot of it. So this isn't totally like the 49ers are going to get away from running the ball just if they're down by 7 or 10 points. I think they're going to stay patient, run the ball with Eli Mitchell, and he'll have a lot of success on Saturday night in Green Bay. All right, let's talk a couple more props. Rams running backs, and I think this is a good one, interesting one to hit, because we've seen Cam Akers come back and – He's such a big part of that offense for the Rams that he's going to be getting touches, especially, too, if Stafford kind of continues his up-down, up-down season. If he starts out not as great, maybe they rely a bit more on their running game. Yeah, so there aren't lines up for these Rams running backs yet. Uh, Cam Akers got 17 carries last week, which is a bit of a surprise yeah. because Tony Michel, first offensive play of the game for the Rams, and he was kind of he's been their featured back for the last few weeks down the stretch and has played, I thought, very well. He get runs for 35 yards on first down, and you think, okay, this could be a big Sony Michel game. But then Michelle, he ended up getting 13 carries but ended up with 58 yards. So he was held in check after that big burst on his first carry. But Cam Akers got 17 carries. But the Cardinals, their weakness on defense is definitely against the run. The Buccaneers have a much better run defense. 
So this might take a while for these numbers to come out just because of the uncertainty of who's getting the carries. But I'm going to look for unders on one, if not both, of these guys, especially Cam Akers if his totals up high coming off an Achilles injury, which I can't believe he's back after getting hurt in the summer and he's already contributing this season. But I can see a situation where his number is a little bit too high after having a good game on Monday night and the Bucks kind of can bottle him up and make Stafford throw the ball. And honestly, if you're the Rams and want to have success, I feel like Matthew Stafford to Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup is the better route to win than just trying to run it into the Bucks defensive line led by Vita Vey and Adamican Sue. So let's talk about that Bills and Chiefs game. And you want Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill. And you know what I'm going to put in here for one of our props. I was looking at some TD scores and I'm not, I'm not a big touchdown score better. Uh, I, the, the variance is just too large for me, but Stephon Diggs plus 120 to score a touchdown. I was, I was really surprised he's plus money, especially in a game that we think is going to go over. There's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. Right. I'll take that all day. I'll take Stephon Diggs plus 120 to score a touchdown in this one. Yeah, so my route or the look here for me was receiving yards over him. Last week he only had three yeah. catches for 60 yards, but it was a game the Bills led all game. If we think there's going to be a lot of points in this game and it's going to be a shootout, then I really like the Diggs over receiving yards. But if you want to go first touchdown or not first touchdown, but anytime touchdown at plus money, the basically the projection based on the uh, the spread in total projects the Bills to get three and a half or four touchdowns. I bet the over under touchdowns is three and a half juice to the over. Uh, so I think the the Bills pass catchers could have a good game, and I think they traded for Stephon Diggs, traded a lot to get him. This is a kind of game where he's going to have to be used a lot uh, if they want to win. So. I like the Stefan Diggs over. And then on the other side, Tyreek Hill playing without Tredavious White. Hill priced in the low 70s. I think that's very reasonable, especially since he can break off a 40 or 45-yard pass in, in one catch. So I like both Hill and Diggs to have big games in a game I expect to be a hopefully a fun game, but also a very high-scoring game. Yeah, I do too. I'm excited. So those are our props for uh this weekend and of course uh we got a lot of props that we love doing so we'll be doing props for the super bowl we'll be doing props for the afc and nfc championship games as well but nate let's recap best bets for this weekend i have the Bengals and the titans under 47 and a half i think it's going to take a little bit of time to get derrick henry working back in that offense um first half under is not a bad idea either but i do like full game under 47 and a half for Bengals titans and i'm leaning the over first half for the Bills and the Chiefs. If it gets to 26 and a half, 26, I'm going to hammer, hammer that over for the Bills and the Chiefs first half. And I'm going to go with the 49ers. We'll grade it at plus five and a half since we're recording this on a Thursday night. And that's where the number is right now. Broke the game down earlier in the show and explained why I like it. But if you haven't bet yet, I would recommend waiting for plus six because if there is bad injury news for the 49ers or positive injury news for the Packers, it can definitely get there. I think it's worth the risk waiting it out because plus five and a half, plus five, even plus four and a half, kind of dead numbers. So the next key number, secondary key number is four, and there's no way this game gets here unless there's some really unexpected news. So if it's five and a half by the time you listen to this, I'd wait till kickoff, see if it gets plus six. I don't think there's any harm in waiting on this game, but it's 49ers plus five and a half for me. And then my Sunday approach for the other games where I have interest in betting on the side is waiting as long as possible in the Buccaneers and Chiefs. I know they won't be popular sides, 
and I'm expecting the Rams and Bills to take a lot of money on game day, but I'm not afraid to go against the market moves. Uh, let's see what happens there, but I think the Buccaneers and Chiefs at a cheap money line make a lot of sense. We'll see what happens, though, on Sunday. So just 49ers for me right now, plus 5.5. We'll grade it at. No fear, Nate. That's the theme for this weekend. No fear from Nate Jacobson. That's why they call him the professor, folks. He is <laughs> going against the public. No fear in the favorites for the divisional rounds. So those are our best bets for the weekend. Uh, good luck to everybody. Hopefully we helped you out. Let's make some money. And then we'll be back on uh, next week for the championship weekend. Should be exciting. Good luck. Good luck.